0: Walk around with my chest out of my skin smooth I'm healthy I'm in a mix and I'm handshaking, but most of y'all can't help What's going on guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe and I'm Matt and this is the Joe Brothers Podcast. You know guys, I uh I was just at the gym and uh, and I made a, a a really an interesting observation. An observation that, you know, through all my years spent um, in the gym and in locker rooms. Um, I never really quite, uh, had this realization before. And what I realized is as I was looking around the gym is I think in any gym that I've ever been in, but particularly any gym that I walk into, I almost always notice that there are more people who are out of shape and presumably unhealthy in the gym than there are people who are in shape and healthy in the gym and you know it really like it really got me thinking i'm like man i I wonder why that is and as i thought more and more and more about it you know i kind of drew some preliminary conclusions and you know i know that um in general matt and i have been diving into a lot of just a lot of different topics here you know because quite honestly we don't really have a specific category that we that we're trying to stay in you know on our topic of conversation here um but i do know that a lot of people who listen to the show who follow us on on whatever social media you guys follow us on or even if you know us personally you know that our, um, you know, we're, we live a, a really, really healthy lifestyle. Uh, the gym and fitness is a big part of our lives, a big part of our routine. And I know that um, even when I posed the question on Instagram of what people wanted to hear us talk about here, a lot of people did touch on some fitness related things. And so, you know, tonight when I was in the gym looking around and, and I was sitting there contemplating that question or that that predicament, you know, I figured I'd come home and see if Matt want to talk a little bit about just health and fitness and, uh, and really, I mean, just uh, not even about our own journeys, but just really at this point, both him and I have helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, I would even venture to say even over a thousand of people. Um, along their fitness journeys, we've helped help people get started. We've helped people uh, break through plateaus. We've helped people adopt diets. We've helped people with exercise programs and movements. Um, and and really, we've both been living this lifestyle for a number of years now. And so I figured we could dive in a little bit. Uh, but 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 you know, just to get started, Matt, have you ever even have you have, have you ever realized that like like when you look around the gym? You know, I'm sure now if you haven't ever noticed it, when you go to the gym next, you'll look around and realize most of the people in there are actually out of shape and I'm like wondering like how the heck can that be? What do you think it, what do you think that's about?
1: Man, I don't really know to be honest. I don't know if it's just the majority of people being out of shape and then by default, you know, the people the majority of the people that are in the gym are out of shape or Yeah, I don't I don't really know because I mean for me personally, it's like once I'm in shape I obviously I want to stay in shape. You know, it's like you get a little bit you want some more so In my experience at least once people start to make progress Once people start to look and feel the way that they want to look and feel they don't like now let go of that They they aspire to have more or be better or do more um, you know, you lift a little weight and then you want to lift a little more, you know, like just uh, so I don't think that the people that are in shape are not going to the gym. I think maybe it's the first thing, and you know, I'm just spitballing here. Cause I really didn't know for sure what we were going to talk about tonight, but, but yeah, I definitely noticed that. And then, uh, another observation since, you know, while you were talking about that, that I just thought of is that a lot of the people that are like that I look at and I'm like, damn, you know, I want to be, I want to be like that. Uh, those people are like, 70, 80 years old and in better shape than a lot of the younger people that I see at the gym. So some of the people, a lot of the people I would venture to say at my gym that I see uh, that are in shape or that are in a place that I would aspire to be in in the future are people who have kept themselves preserved extremely well over an extended period of time.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. I mean, I obviously go to the same gym that you go to from time to time. And and there are a bunch of people in there who, you know, quite honestly, are in their 60s or 70s, and they look phenomenal, you know, but when I when I, you know, try to unpack this question, the truth is, um, one really common misconception that I think exists in America, and within the health and fitness space specifically, is that exercise is the answer. Like, I feel like Everybody who aspires to look better, to feel better, um, in their minds, like okay, I'm gonna get a membership to the gym. You know, I'm gonna start working out. I'm gonna start exercising, and it's just gonna solve all my problems. And I think that this is like one of the biggest lies that the fitness industry allows for people to believe. Like I really, really do. And when I think about what, what is it? You know, what is it that enables somebody to look better, to feel better, to 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 achieve like the optimal health and body composition? And it's really a combination of three things, if you ask me. OK, one is obviously uh, exercise. OK, going to the gym, you know, exercising in some capacity, whether it's lifting weights or, or doing something else. Um, exercise is an essential piece to the puzzle. The second and probably the most important is your diet, right? Diet is, we've all heard, you know, it said that like, you know, your results are 80% diet and 20% exercise. And I don't know if there's an actual percentage that I could put on it, but I can promise you that your diet is the number one um, uh, variable that is going to affect the outcome that you're looking for. And then three, I would say is lifestyle. So lifestyle encompassed in lifestyle is a number of different things like sleep and stress levels and water and hormones and all all kinds of things. Those things uh, definitely affect the outcome to some degree as well. All right, so really just starting with exercise. You know, I I think that, you know, I'll share a little bit of my thoughts here, uh, specifically because I I know that one, summer's right around the corner. There's a lot of people that are gonna be thinking, you know, thinking about getting in shape, losing a couple pounds, uh, maybe you got a vacation or a wedding coming up. And, and here's the truth. Uh, we're going to talk about some things today that'll really, really help you not only get started, but even just uh, even sustain, you know, a, a fitness journey. And, and and really, the truth is a fitness journey is a marathon. It's not a sprint. You know, it's all about figuring out what what can you sustain over a long period of time and what can you incorporate into your lifestyle, to your routine? What's, what can you keep up? Right. Keep up with. So when it comes to, to exercise, the truth is I know that it's nice to think that, um, you know, that, that exercise is exercise, right? Like whether you want to do Zumba or whether you want to do spin classes or whether you want to lift weights or whatever it is, you know, exercise is exercise. As long as you get some movement in, you know, you're taking care of your body, you're moving in the right direction. And, and that is true to an extent. Right. It's true to an extent. But in my experience, again, working with hundreds and hundreds of people, I've really found that I think that most people not all, but most people are really aspiring or or trying to accomplish a similar look, if you will. Right. Everybody wants like that, that lean, toned, athletic physique that i think we all can kind of envision right and it looks different on everybody but it, it is also <laughs> sort of the same destination that we're all trying to get to and um and when it comes to really achieving that look and 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 really even optimal health and longevity it's very difficult to do it without resistance training. It's very difficult to do it without lifting weights at least a couple days a week on somewhat of a regular basis. And so if you are somebody out there that is looking to get started on a fitness journey, um, and you've never been a regular exerciser before, you're not familiar, you're comfortable in the weight room, one thing I will tell you is that while those group fitness classes are fun and they're great and they're social, and while the spin classes are nice because it's dark in there and nobody can see you, and while you know uh, tennis is great and hiking is great, and I love those things too, what I would say is if you wanna see the best results as the, the fastest, right, Get to the gym. Get to the gym, you know, and start and doing some resistance training, some sort of training where there is uh, weighted resistance to your movements, and that's what's going to help you build your muscles. And building your muscles, right? A lot of women, they, they're, they, they, um, they kind of. Uh, they don't like that. They don't like that terminology. They're like, oh, man, well, I'm not looking to get big and bulky. Well, what, dude, every time a woman says that to me, and I don't know, Matt, I'm sure Matt has experiences. Oh, man, I don't want to eat enough protein. I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to get big and bulky. And it's like, if it were that easy to get big and bulky, don't you think there would be more guys walking around here all freaking jacked? You know, like biceps hanging out of their T-shirts and stuff. There, how many guys do you see look walking around looking jacked? It's clearly not very easy to get big and bulky, so don't worry about that. But one thing I will tell you is that, you know, one, muscle mass is the driver of your metabolism. What does that mean, right? What does that mean? That means that the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn at rest, like literally just existing, just being alive. And so for somebody that wants to lose weight or they want to tone up, um, building muscle and resistance training, which is the best and most effective way to build muscle resistance training lifting weights. Okay, but resistance training is going to be something that helps you on your weight loss journey or your fat loss journey or even your goal to tone up because you're going to be building muscle, which is going to increase your metabolism, which is going to help you burn more calories throughout the day. Okay, let's assume that you're eating. You know in in an appropriate manner complementary to your resistance training okay so that's what i would tell you is if you're somebody that's starting out and you want to see results as fast as possible and you want to look better you want to feel better you want that lean toned athletic look that most people aspire for you're going to want to go to the gym and you're going to want to start lifting weights and specifically here's the deal it is there is some risk there's an inherent risk involved with exercise especially lifting weights. You can get hurt if you don't know what you're doing. And so what I would highly recommend you doing as you get started is start on the machines. Like literally every single gym, every single commercial gym has a free weight section. And then they have a section that's filled with machines for each different body part. And those machines are so great because there is a guided movement pattern. Like you can't mess it up. You can't you can't let, the, the, the weight won't get shifted and it won't you know, hurt your shoulder or your chest or anything like that. Um, and then one last thing is, you know, not only are the machines gonna help you a lot um, with learning an effective and appropriate movement pattern, they're gonna, they're gonna keep you from getting hurt, okay? But also, uh, everybody, everybody wonders, like I, I don't know where people get this uh, low weight high rep you know, kind of philosophy. Well, let me explain something to you. You want to lift weight that is heavy enough to bring you close to or even to failure on almost every set. Okay, so I'm gonna give you a golden rule that I would teach to any beginner in the gym. All right, the golden rule is pick a weight, pick a weight that um, you can do at least eight times with perfect form, okay, but you can't do more than 12. If you can do more than 12, the weight is too light, okay? And if you can't get at least eight with perfect form, it's too heavy, all right? So now, let's say, uh, theoretically, you walk into the gym, you go to the shoulder press machine, you know, and you you go to do your first set, all right? You You, you do your first set and you get nine, right? Okay, perfect. And then let's say you're doing three sets, all right, because that's about typical. You wanna do three sets or three or four sets of each movement that you do. Let's say you're gonna do three sets. Well, on your third set, you only get six. Well, listen, the weight is a little bit too heavy. Go down a little bit. Now you might be able to get 10 on your first set, okay? But then you get nine and you get eight. You stay within the range. You've used an appropriate weight, okay? So that golden rule will help you a lot because if you stick to that same weight every time you show up to the gym now, okay, eventually, you're gonna be able to do all three sets with 12 reps of that same weight, and you know, okay, now it's time to go up to the next weight, all right? And then, before you know it, you'll be at eight, eight, nine, and 10 again, all right? So, that is a golden rule for people looking to get started um, with resistance training. It's one, stick to the machines, because it'll teach you a really safe and effective movement pattern, and then stick in the rep range of eight to twelve reps, use a weight that is heavy enough that you can't get more than twelve reps with perfect form, but it's light enough that you can get at least eight. All right, um, and Matt, you know what do you got as far as um, you know somebody looking to get started, uh, trying to get the best results possible as fast as possible via exercise? And if you don't have anything in addition on exercise, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about diet as well. The only thing that
1: I'd add to that is, um, one, the importance of rest days, all right? You see a lot of people on the internet trying to glamorize being in the gym every single day. Well, uh, you know, I hate, yeah, well, that that might be me. Okay, well, (laughs) uh, I hate to break it to you, but your muscles need rest. They need to recover to grow, right? A lot of people think, You know, gains happen in the gym. Well, gains don't happen in the gym, right? Like, what happens in the gym is actually damage. Your muscles grow, gains happen, you get stronger, bigger, faster, stronger, when your muscles recover from the work that you do in the gym. So, uh, with that being said, rest days are important, all right? Listen to your body, and then
0: uh, a lot of people, just because, I'm I'm gonna address it. For example, you know, give them specifics. So you say rest days are important, like, If somebody's brand new and they are resistance training, let's say they're following the golden rule, of eight to 12 reps, they're actually doing it effectively. Like they're gonna, first of all, be prepared. You're going to be sore. And Matt is 100% correct. Like a lot of people, that's a common misconception. A lot of people think that you build your muscles in the gym, but you don't. You actually break your muscles down. You, You do something called micro trauma to your muscles. And it's not until after you leave the gym and you, you, you consume the appropriate nutrients, you give your body time to repair and rebuild all that damage, that your muscles heal. And when they heal, they're bigger and stronger than they were before you broke them down. And that's the process. It's like work, recover, repeat. Work, recover, repeat. Now, um, for, for people that are starting out, though, like specifically, like, you know, is it five days a week? Is it three days a week? Well, if you're
1: just starting out, like I said, I would listen to your body. I would try to find a program. Honestly, there's tons of apps. There's free programs you could follow. There's a bunch of things that you can find online. That does not mean follow your favorite fitness influencer uh, and do their workouts. That means follow an actual program. But um, listening to your body, anywhere from three to five resistance training days a week, when you're just starting out, should be should be should be perfect, should be awesome, all right. And then, like I said, listening to your body and adjusting and resting as needed and as necessary. Now, that doesn't mean if you feel a little sore, take a rest day. No, all right. Just like when you're you know knocked down, dragged out, dirty, like you know you can't go to the gym today. Don't go to the gym today. Now, with that being said, um, I just want to, because I know the question will be asked, I just want to address cardio. Okay, everyone thinks that cardio is the answer. All right. Now, cardio is not bad, but uh, when it comes to uh, burning body fat, when it comes to losing body fat, what I would say, in addition to resistance training, is that on maybe on those rest days, maybe take a walk. OK, low intensity, steady state cardio. Mark refers to it as lists all the time on, on his social media platforms, but low intensity, steady state cardio is really freaking awesome. And I can't like I can't over how valuable just taking a walk can be. Okay, yeah. so walking for thirty to forty-five minutes, either outside, get some vitamin D, or on like an incline treadmill, does the body wonders, especially on a rest day when you're antsy and you feel like you need to do something. Take
0: yourself for a walk. Nice, yeah, I, I, dude, I, I I am a raving fan and huge advocate of lists. All right, like you guys will see that on my social media from time to time, but I will frequently just take a walk, a forty-five minute walk. And you know, I, I push myself, I'm not like super power walking, but I'm also not walking at a leisurely pace. And guys, low intensity steady state, like a walk like that is so, so, so incredibly effective for fat loss specifically, but also really good for your mental health and your physical health as well. So, all right, cool. So we, ta- we covered exercise for beginners. And really guys, I'm telling you, there, there's a multitude of ways that you can start exercising and being active. I'm just telling you, if you would like to see the best results the fastest, okay, resistance training is the way, you know, with some uh, low intensity steady, say some cardio sprinkled in on your off days or even, uh, even complimentary on the same days that you go to the gym is not a bad idea, all right. Now, as far as diet, this one I am particularly passionate about because I get so freaking infuriated, you know, at the industry in which you know, most people um, get lost, you know, and it's and it's really the diet culture, the diet industry. There's on the internet, on social media, on Instagram and TikTok. Everybody's a freaking coach. You know, everybody, every freaking 19-year-old out there is trying to be a life coach and a diet coach and a, you know, ED coach. And it's like, guys, oh my gosh, you're making it so incredibly uh, difficult for the average person to really Discern like what do I need to do? Like what do I need to do? What do I need to eat? What is my diet supposed to look like and you know, I, I dude, I just man I feel so strongly about this because at the you know, the thing that I need you guys to understand is that it is so Incredibly simple. Okay eating a a nutrient dense whole food diet eating a diet That will serve you well for the rest of your life, Is actually very very incredibly simple and most of the industry would have you believe that it needs to be like complicated you know that you need to do keto or intermittent fasting or carb cycling or you you name it these cleanses and all dude I freaking hate it like I I freaking hate seeing that stuff the truth is when it comes to your diet, there's really only two things that are gonna affect, two variables that are gonna affect the outcome that you're looking for. One is protein. Are you eating enough protein on a regular basis to sustain uh, or to maintain or even you know build new lean muscle mass, okay? And the second is calories. You know, Are you in a caloric surplus? Are you in a caloric deficit? Or are you calorically maintaining, okay? Um, so let's just assume that most people here, they wanna tone up they want to lose a little bit of weight maybe um, and they do they want to produce that lean toned athletic look that we um, keep referencing okay so I'll touch a little bit on protein I'll let Matt dive into a little bit of why calories are important and here's the deal the best way to get started is to track your food I'm just gonna come out and say it okay I am NOT an advocate for tracking your food for the rest of your life. I don't believe in that. I don't think that people should have to do it. But I do think that there is something to be said about how educational the process of tracking your food for three to six uh, months consistently can be because as you track your food and you track every single meal, every single drink, you I used to tell my clients, man, if it goes in your mouth, it should go in the app. That's the golden rule. And and when you track every single thing you consume for, you know, let's say 6 months, By the end of that six months, you have a really good idea of where your calories are coming from, how many calories you're eating on a daily basis, how much protein is in the typical meals that you eat. You have a really, really good idea of what you're supposed to be eating on a day-to-day basis in order to maintain the physique that you want. And so I would tell you that you that you should probably track your food and maybe even work with somebody like Matt who is a coach who helps people for free, you know, and he has a support system. He has a community, a Facebook group that people can be a part of where he educates and he teaches people everything that they need to know for free in order to really not only adopt, but also maintain a healthy lifestyle. But protein is one of the most misunderstood uh, pieces of a diet, right? A lot of people, there's a lot of things that are said about protein um, that are just honestly just myths, you know? I, I will tell you that uh, to to narrow it down or to condense it, what I can tell you that is important to understand about protein is that it's, it's the only thing that we eat that our bodies can use to build or maintain muscle mass. And I've already referenced before how the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn at rest. It is a meta- metabolically active tissue, meaning that it, it requires energy for your body to maintain your muscle mass. And, and requiring energy is just another way of saying that, it, that it, like your body literally burns calories on a daily basis, maintaining your muscle mass. And that's a good thing. You want to ramp up that metabolism so that you can eat more food without gaining weight well right? like that's that's what everybody wants like Matt people look at Matt and I like man how do you guys eat three four thousand calories a day and, and and don't don't gain any weight? Well, it's because we have enough muscle mass that has increased our metabolism over the years to where now we have to eat three or 4,000 calories a day or else we'll start losing weight, you know? And it's a really cool thing. It gives you freedom and flexibility. It's liberating to increase your metabolism like that. And so if you really want, you know, to not only to build or or maintain that muscle mass, you've got to make sure that you're eating enough protein on a daily basis. And then the question is always, how much protein is enough protein? Well, what I would recommend is eating one gram of protein per pound of your goal body weight. So let's say you're 200 pounds currently, but you really want to weigh, um, in an ideal scenario, best case scenario, you would weigh 150 pounds. Okay, well then you wanna be eating at least 150 grams of protein per day to, to you know, that that's just a good metric that you can use, okay? now. Another benefit to eating that 150 grams of protein per day is that as you're eating an adequate amount of protein in order to really maintain the muscle mass you have, what happens is your body can then prioritize like the weight that you're losing. Your body's going to be able to maintain the muscle mass, and so you're going to lose primarily body fat rather than losing um, a rather than losing muscle mass along the way. So something that can happen when people just go into a caloric deficit and they're trying to lose weight, but they're not eating enough protein on a daily basis. What can happen is they can lose the weight. Like let's say you embark on a fitness journey, you're trying to lose 50 pounds and you, you don't prioritize protein. You, you don't even understand that it's important. So you just cut calories, you undereat, and you lose the 50 pounds. Well, how incredibly frustrating and defeating would it be if, if when you finally reach your goal weight, you're still not happy with the way that you look, right? Like imagine working so hard to lose 50 pounds and then you lose the 50 pounds and you look very similar to how you looked when you first started. You just weigh less. Wouldn't that be terrible? And that happens to people, I see it all the time, and it's because they don't prioritize protein in their diet. That's the difference that protein can make. Because if you embark on that same fitness journey, that same weight loss journey, and you say, I wanna lose 50 pounds, and the whole time you're prioritizing protein, you're eating enough protein, and you're resistance training. Well, when you finally lose that 50 pounds, you're gonna look drastically different. Because you now have produced that, that lean and toned and athletic look via both resistance training, which is going to help you build muscle, and prioritizing protein, which is going to help you um, also add or maintain that lean muscle tissue. So protein is so important. And if I were to say it does one thing, it's going to affect the outcome. It's going to affect how do you finally look when you finally reach your goal weight. All right. Now achieving your goal weight and the weight loss or the weight gain that you're looking for, that essentially is going to come down to calories. Matt, why don't you you know explain how do they how do they monitor that and really you know how important is it? Well
1: monitoring monitoring your calories, your caloric intake is as simple as like Mark said, tracking your food. Um you know even at this point in our lives, right, when you know Mark and I uh, we have enough experience, enough education to be able to eat freely and intuitively if we chose. But even now, right now, I have a specific aesthetic goal in mind that I'm working towards. And even now I am tracking my food. So it's very different. Like, you know, I think for anyone, especially if you're just starting out, but for anyone who's, who's you know, um, pursuing a very specific goal, it's beneficial to track, right? To know that you know that you know that you ate enough calories today to either pursue your weight gain goal or that you ate enough calories today to put yourself in a comfortable deficit um, to continue to lose weight in a healthy way in a healthy manner but um so i just use a couple of terms really quick so a caloric deficit if you're trying to lose body fat you want to be in a caloric deficit and what that means simply is that we are Burning more calories on a day to day basis than we are eating. We're eating less than we're burning. All right. And, um, you know, on the flip side of caloric surplus, if you're trying to gain lean muscle, um, is eating more calories than we are burning on a day-to-day basis. Now, uh, since we're talking about fat loss here, um, we're gonna go with caloric deficit. Now, I'm not gonna give you any specifics on how to figure that out if it, um, exactly because it it really varies person to person. But what I will say that I run into very, very often is that people will look at their watch and say, oh, I burn this many calories a day, so I need to eat this many calories, and and this is what I've been doing, and I'll ask them, well, how's that been going for you? Well, I haven't been losing weight, all right? And, um, you know, the undefeated champion of the world is, are we making progress or are we not, all right? So, if you think that you're in a deficit and your weight hasn't moved, all right, then I got news for you, you're not in a deficit. Now, a very easy way to, um, to figure, you know, wh- to figure out where you need to be calorically, uh, based on your goals, is to just reach out to someone who you trust, who has the knowledge and experience to put you in uh, an appropriate window of daily caloric or calorie intake for you to reach your goals. Now, that can be myself, that can be Mark, it could be anyone that you know. I mean, I'm gonna plug. Go ahead, First Form. Anyone from First Form because they will absolutely point you in the right direction and you know put you in a decent, you know, put you at a def- decent calorie intake for you to reach your goals for free. Okay, so uh, with that being said, uh, calorie intake matters, and like I said, I wanna reiterate, the undefeated champion is not your watch, it is are we making progress or not. I hate to break it to you, you can spend all the money in the world on a, on a calorie counter, on a, on, a, on a fitness tracker, but that will not give you uh, an accurate measurement of what you need to be eating day to day to reach your goals um, 100% of the time. Now, are they always wrong? No, but are they always right? Far from no. And, um, the only other thing that
0: I want to, well, shit, I think I forgot the other thing I was going to cover. Hold on. That's all right. Let me, let me, um, touch on, so I wanted to just dive into lifestyle a little bit, but I'm actually not going to, you know, everybody's lifestyle is different. Some of the things we need to look at are different, like, um, like sleep, uh, stress management, you know, uh, tactics. Um, even some people have hormone problems, gut health problems. There's a lot of other factors that to a lesser degree can affect your your progress or your outcome. Uh, but that's why it's so important to like reach out to somebody Uh, That knows what they're doing and that can at least give you some guidance some help and some support and that's kind of you know Like I don't really care. It's not my business You know, and so I don't have any shame in doing it, but that's why I recommend Matt, you know Matt Matt had that's what he does, you know, and he like I said before he helps people for free So don't ever hesitate to reach out if you do need help. There's no strings attached It's not a it's not a trick. All right. The only other thing that I'll add is uh, Supplements because this is there's a huge like you know, there's just, man, there's so many misunderstandings here in this area. And there's so much being said on the internet um, about supplements. Like I saw like creatine was trending and now glutamine is trending. And it's like, you know, all this stuff that, you know, whatever. Um, and so with supplements, one thing I want to say is um, supplements are just tools, guys. They're, they're just tools. Like when I was a nutrition coach, I would recommend supplements as a as a last resort, to be honest. You know, I'm a whole food first advocate. Like something that I believe so heavily in is helping people relearn how to eat. You know, like I, I really do. Like we, if you think about it, we learn our eating habits from the time that we're born. You know, you spent the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years learning the same habits that you that you take with you every single day. Your eating habits are learned over decades, and so it is. A, and it, it's a monumental task that a nutrition coach really takes on when they genuinely care about somebody's long-term success. Because ultimately, to help you become successful long-term, I need to completely unlearn everything that you spent the last three, four, uh, five decades learning, and I need to reteach you. I need you to relearn how to eat. And so the last thing I want to do is like throw a wrench in the learning process by throwing these supplements in there and then you know, having you become dependent on that rather than teaching you to look for nutrient-dense whole food options. However, that being said, I use supplements every single day, okay? What you want to achieve if you are striving for optimal health, optimal performance, optimal function, okay, and that's what I always keep in mind is optimal, the best. All right. What you need to understand is what you're trying to achieve is a is a comprehensive nutrient profile every day. There are certain nutrients that your body just operates way more efficiently when it has them readily available. Like your body will make do with whatever you give it. However, when you can give your body everything that it needs on a daily basis in order to operate the way that it's supposed to. OK, it will respond um you know, in a good way. Like, it'll take care of you. It'll respond the way you want it to, I promise you, okay? So every little thing makes a difference. And and the way that I think about supplements is that some of them, especially when you're you're not getting those nutrients in on a daily basis, supplements are tools that can help you fill in the gaps that exist in your diet, okay? And when you fill in all those gaps and you make sure your body has everything that it needs on a daily basis, every one of those little things that you fill in, Okay, it's like giving you 1% advantage, 1%, 1%. But I used to try to stack the deck in my client's favor. I wanna give them every 1% advantage that they could get. And so, um, if I were to narrow it down to, like, cause here's the deal. Here are the most popular supplements in the industry. One is pre-workout, okay? Pre-workout is not going to make or break your results. In fact, there's an argument that could be made that it's not gonna make much of a difference in your results, period, okay? um the second is fat burners okay fat burners are effective there is science behind fat burners like everybody thinks they're just some magic pill they're not a magic pill but and but they can be effective and they can only be effective if you have a sound diet and exercise program to complement the use of a fat burner okay um and then one other one is bcias guys I'm going to say this, and I don't really care what you have to say. I don't really care what you think, okay? BCAAs are freaking useless, all right? They're freaking useless, all right? There's a very, 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 very small category of people who BCAAs can be useful to, okay? And the only time I would recommend you spending your hard-earned money on BCAAs is if you really just don't like the flavor of water. Okay, and you if you want your water to taste a little bit better, cool. Get some BCAAs, spend $45 on it, all right? But otherwise, save your money. If you're going to spend $45 on BCAAs, you may as well spend $50 on protein, okay? Because BCAAs <laughs> are freaking useless, all right? Now, let me tell you the three that I would say are absolutely most beneficial for anybody, okay? And I'm generalizing here, obviously... Every supplement is made with a specific intended use. So, um, if you have the problems or the situation or the gaps in your diet that um, that necessitate certain products, obviously those are going to be more appropriate. But I'm going to speak in a general sense here about the three that I would say are every single person who's trying to live a healthy lifestyle and produce a better result for themselves should have in their cabinet, okay, or on their counter. One. Is a really, really comprehensive micronutrient packet. Okay. Now, I don't care how many fruits and veggies you eat, you know, unless you are really crush, crushing fruits and veggies every day, likely you're not getting an adequate amount of micronutrients in. And those are just little tiny nutrients that they really do affect the function of your body. Every single operation inside of your body depends on certain micronutrients in order to happen. All right. So just providing your body with. A new supply of specifically the water-soluble vitamins, but all of those micronutrients on a daily basis, it can really, really help you feel better on a day-to-day basis. It can increase energy levels and really just help your body operate more efficiently and effectively. Um, So that's one, okay? Everybody should have that. You can just do the old school thing and go out and Freaking buy a hundred different bottles of, you know, this vitamin and that mineral and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But Matt and I, we just take a micronutrient packet that has everything in one, so it's just one packet, you rip it open, and sure, there's like eight capsules in there, so it it is kind of a chore to take it, but it makes it easy and convenient, and it's also cost-effective, all right? So two would be greens, okay? Greens are trendy right now, but there's a really good reason why they're trendy. They help a lot, and, and quite honestly, everybody misunderstands greens. Greens are not a fruit and vegetable replacement, okay? This is just because you drink your greens today doesn't mean you don't need to eat fruits and veggies. Greens, most of them, at least the good ones, which there's only literally, there's only like two or three good greens out there, okay? So if you need help finding one, reach out to Matt, reach out to me, and we'll help, we'll steal you in the right direction. But uh, but don't just buy any greens because they're trendy because not all greens are created equal, I promise you. Okay, just like vitamins. Not all vitamins are created equal, okay? Okay. Um, now with greens, greens are actually a gut health product and that's what a lot of people don't realize. The really, really good ones, they'll have like probiotics and digestive enzymes incorporated into the greens and they will help you a ton with things like bloating, gas, indigestion. If you don't use the bathroom regularly, like I know people, they only use the bathroom two, three times a week and they think that's normal. Like homie, if you don't use the bathroom at least once a day, that is not normal. Okay. That's a gut health issue. Um, and greens can help you with regularity, and not only that, but just nutrient absorption. Like if you're going to be, you know, changing up your diet, you want to make sure that you have that you're really digesting and absorbing the nutrients in your food. And I promise you, it will make a world of a difference. Like some of you are sitting here listening, thinking, like, man, that sounds disgusting. I don't want to drink greens every day. Okay, well, whatever. Even if, you, if even if the, the taste takes some getting used to, I promise you. If you give yourself two weeks and you say, all right, I'm gonna use these every day for two weeks, I promise you, you'll feel better, all right? So that's the other one. And then last but not least is a really high quality protein powder. Now this one specifically, guys, not all protein powder is created equal. I cannot stress this enough. Like there's literally one or two brands out there that I will even use, okay? All the other ones will make you gag, they'll give you gas, they'll make you bloated, they'll make you fart, you know, and your farts are gonna smell like, world war 3, okay? Seriously. You know, so uh, but finding a high quality protein powder that you can that, that you can keep really on hand just you know, just in case. The truth is like something that I used to say to my clients is once you have a protein powder, there should there is never an excuse for you to go to bed without having hit your protein goal for the day. Like that's the that's how important protein is. I used to I that used to be my golden rule. You, you keep a protein powder on hand so that you will never, ever, ever have an excuse to go to bed at night and say, man, I didn't hit my protein today. That's un, it's unacceptable, right? And and so it can help you so much. And then not only that, but people get tired of chicken, they get tired of turkey, they get tired of beef. And so sometimes you want something that's a little bit more appealing from a flavor standpoint. Um, and it's just so easy and convenient to just, you know, drink a shake or even like the, the protein that Matt and I use, you can make a mug cake with it, you can put it in your coffee. Like I like to make protein coffee in the morning to get myself some extra protein. Um, You can make protein pancakes, you can bake with it, you can cook with it. So when you get a really good protein like that, it's very versatile. You can sneak protein into your typical meals. Like even like a cookies and cream protein, if you mix it in some Greek yogurt, now you got something that's super protein packed, tastes good, like cookies and cream, ice cream. Um, so, So the top three supplements that I would say that everybody really should keep on hand is a really good high quality micronutrient packet, a high-quality greens powder, and then a high-quality protein powder. What you got?
1: Um, I was just going to touch back on uh, nutrition for a second because I kind of went blank there. You guys got to bear with me. Mark just kind of springs these topics on me uh, as we we start up here. But I'm always ready. Don't worry. Um, So the other things that I wanted to to just touch on really quickly came back to me. So the first thing is that, um, guys, calories are important. Notice that Mark and I didn't necessarily touch on carbs and fats. All right. We touched on protein. Protein's super important. It's a pillar to your journey, your nutritional health, uh, or excuse me, your nutritional journey. But um, I I've, I come across a lot of people that have this stigma that are scared of either one category or another, either one macronutrient or another. They're like, oh, I got to stay away from carbs, or oh, I don't, I you know, I don't want to eat too much fats. Well, guys, as long as you are eating nutrient-dense whole foods, okay, and you are hitting your protein goal on a day-to-day basis. All right, where the remainder of your calories come from does not necessarily uh, matter, uh, unless you're getting into a specific goal, right? Like if you're, you know, if you're prepping for a show, if you have specific performance goals or something like that, if you're a high-level athlete, okay, okay, it comes into play. But if you're an average Joe, all right just like us, (laughs) that was pun intended. If you're an average Joe just like us and you are just trying to lose some weight before summer or pack on some lean muscle, okay? Guys, as long as you're hitting your protein goal and your total caloric intake goal every single day consistently, you will make progress. All right, carbs are not the enemy. And fat is not bad for you, okay? Fat is a macronutrient that can be extremely healthy, all right? It has a specific purpose in your body, all right? It it allows your body, I mean, it contributes to a lot of functions in the body, all right? I'm not gonna get into it, but, um, fats are good, carbs are good, all right? One of the main things that I like to do with my people is just rebuild a healthy relationship with food, all right? No, food is not the enemy, food is not bad, and I don't care what somebody told you on the internet, Carbs are good, fats are good, all right? And then the other thing is um, that eating less does not always equal weighing less, all right? This is a, like, guys, I'm not even kidding. I'm not shitting you. Probably, if I was going to ballpark, I would say more than 80% of the people that come to me trying to lose body fat are drastically under eating, All right, so eating less does not always equal weighing less. And this is just another reason why it's really important to reach out to someone who can guide you, lead you in the right direction, and give you some sound advice on how much you need to be eating. And don't be surprised if you come to me And I tell you that you need to be eating more food in order to lose weight, all right? Um, So that's just it for the day. Um, We're going to wrap up here. We really appreciate you guys supporting, listening, and sharing if you found value in this. Um, We'll catch you next time.